Hi, everyone. This is Kelly Clark, and thank you for listening to Confessions of a Candy Holic, episode 13. I'm back after a bit of a break, and my creative juices are officially flowing. I feel refreshed, and I've got some great ideas lined up for future episodes. If you've listened to my previous episodes, you may recall episode 7, in which I discussed just how important vitamin D3 is to our health and wellness. In that episode, I provide a broad overview of vitamin D3 and go into just how important this hormone, because referring to it as a vitamin just does not do it justice, but just how important it is to your overall health. It strengthens your immune system, slows the aging process, improves mood, protects against cancer, heart disease and diabetes, helps with concentration learning, and memory, and so much more. From here forward, just for the sake of ease, I am going to refer to vitamin D3, which is the form we're talking about, which is the form you want, as just vitamin D. The fancy term for the lab used to evaluate a vitamin D level is 25-hydroxy vitamin D. To provide you a frame of reference, vitamin D insufficiency is reported as less than 30 nanograms per milliliter, and a deficiency is considered less than 20 nanograms per milliliter. For all practical purposes, anything under 30 is not good. According to the CDC, 70% of light-skinned Americans and 95% of black Americans have vitamin D levels less than 30. The more north you live, the greater the chance of a low vitamin D. Studies done in the U.S. show black Americans are 28 times more deficient in vitamin D than those with lighter skin tones. In general, the darker your skin tone, the more likely you are to have a low vitamin D level. Allow me for just a moment to stand upon my soapbox. This is something that really, really bothers me, like absolutely enrages me. So you know how your medical provider orders a standard lab panel, typically done on an annual basis. Now, this would be the perfect opportunity for said provider to evaluate a vitamin D level. Do you know how many providers do not check vitamin D for their patients, despite profound undisputed, undeniable evidence, including an absolute plethora of research supporting the health benefits of maintaining an adequate D level, not to mention the health consequences of low vitamin D. I will tell you that the vast majority do not order this lab. And if yours does, congrats, your provider gets it. The rest of them, quite honestly, they scare me. If yours doesn't, you need to tell them you want it added. Okay, I'm stepping off of my soapbox now. So in this episode, I want to discuss a specific peer-reviewed research study published in October 2021 in the journal Nutrients titled, COVID-19 Mortality Risk Correlates Inversely with Vitamin D Status. This particular study reveals the most profound evidence I have seen to date correlating low vitamin D with risk of severe COVID disease, including death. The study also provides the magic number, the vitamin D lab value you need to prevent severe COVID disease and death. Now I know you are probably incredibly sick of hearing about COVID. I know I am, but this is something we have to face. And my goal is to provide you with the cliff note version of this study so you may better understand the consequences of low D, not only in relation to COVID, but to your immune health in general. I'll also discuss how you can inexpensively check your own vitamin D level from home as well as what you need to do to hike it up if you do find it slow. 
So without further delay, let's get into it. One strong pillar in the protection against any type of virus infection is the strength of our immune system. Unfortunately, this basic principle of nature has been more or less neglected by all responsible authorities, including the CDC, the WHO, the NIH, and the AMA. When medical weight loss and wellness had posted on social media anything having to do with boosting your natural immunity, and mind you, we are not vaccine bashing. We never have. We don't even mention the term vaccine. Rather, we are simply presenting research-based information pertaining to what can be done to optimize one's own immune health. So what happens? We find our post is either denied or a disclaimer of some sort is attached to it. But not only that, shortly thereafter, we notice a significant decline in our social media post reach. And not just the post, the fact checker powers that be attach a disclaimer to. They actually punish us by altering the algorithm so all of our posts lose their reach. In other words, we're being shadow banned, all for attempting to educate on what can be done to improve health. Okay, back to the subject at hand. It's well known our modern lifestyle is far from optimal with respect to nutrition and physical fitness. Most of us don't spend enough time outside in the sun, even in the summer, and when we do, we're told to wear sunscreen, which by the way, significantly blocks vitamin D production in the body. And as I mentioned earlier, the sun simply does not penetrate as strongly the further north one lives from the longitudinal line, and that includes us in Wisconsin. The consequence of all this is worldwide widespread vitamin D deficiency amongst the population, ultimately rendering our immune system performance in a compromised state, resulting in the increased spread of some preventable diseases, as well as reduced protection against infections. Over the past decade, knowledge regarding the mechanisms through which vitamin D affects human health has improved dramatically. In the field of human immunology, vitamin D has been found to have immunomodulatory properties. Immunomodulatory is defined, in the case of vitamin D, as a substance that stimulates the immune system and helps the body fight cancer, infection, or other diseases. It's a mistake to think vitamin D is only important for bone health and mineral metabolism. We now know vitamin D receptors are expressed in many cell types within the intestines, pancreas, and prostate, as well as throughout the immune system. This finding demonstrates the important, much wider impact of vitamin D on human health than previously understood. In addition, vitamin D has turned out to be a powerful epigenetic regulator. Briefly, because it's important to understand, epigenetics is how your behaviors and environment, such as diet, lifestyle choices, and stress, can change not only your health, but that of your offspring. Vitamin D influences more than 2,500 genes and impacts dozens of our most serious health challenges, including cancers, diabetes, acute respiratory tract infections, chronic inflammatory diseases, and autoimmune diseases. Long before the COVID pandemic, an increasing number of scientific publications showed the effectiveness of a sufficient vitamin D blood level in curing many of the human diseases caused by a weak or unregulated immune system, including all types of virus infections, with the main emphasis on lung infections that cause ARDS, or acute respiratory distress syndrome, as well as autoimmune diseases. Unfortunately, it seems that the new findings about vitamin D have not been well acknowledged in the medical community. This goes back to my soapbox moment regarding providers not ordering a vitamin D lab to assess and then treat patients with low vitamin D. In fact, many of the official recommendations related to a low vitamin D level and vitamin D replacement are not nearly aggressive enough. Too many medical providers recommend far too low of a dose of vitamin D to even make a significant difference in getting that vitamin D level up. You might be asking yourself, 
Why is the treatment of low vitamin D levels not a huge priority? Well, in my opinion, there's just no money to be made. Simply stated, big pharma and corporate healthcare stand to make no money marketing a supplement. The most life-threatening events in the course of COVID infection are ARDS, or Acute Respiratory Distress Syndrome, and Cytokine Release Syndrome, or Cytokine Storm, as it's often referred to as. It is very well established that vitamin D is able to inhibit the underlying metabolic pathways having to do with ARDS and cytokine storm because of a very specific interaction that exists between the mechanism of COVID infection and vitamin D. Now, I'm going to geek out here a bit and I'm going to throw down some science, but I will aim to make this as understandable as possible. But I think it's important that you have a broad comprehension of why vitamin D is so critical, particularly now in relation to COVID. It has to do with a protein called angiotensin-converting enzyme 2, or ACE2, which is how I will refer to it. ACE2 is present in many cell types and tissues, including the lungs, heart, blood vessels, kidneys, liver, and gastrointestinal tract. The COVID virus uses the spike-like protein on its surface to bind to the ACE2, like a key being inserted into a lock. Think of ACE2 as a cellular doorway, a receptor, for the virus to gain entry and infect the cell. This causes what's called a downregulation, or less available ACE2 receptors on a given cell. Now, you may be thinking that if COVID attaches to the ACE2 receptor, isn't it good that the receptors downregulate or disappear and are less available for COVID to invade? The answer is no. ACE2 is key to the protection from acute lung injuries such as ARDS. It is this lack of ACE2 that ultimately leads to worse outcomes. Now, this is where vitamin D comes into play. When vitamin D levels are low, an overproduction of something called renin, an enzyme produced in the kidneys that activates the renin-angiotensin system, or RAS. RAS is a critical regulator of blood pressure, inflammation, and body fluid balance. Disturbances in this system due to the loss of ACE2 is what causes excessive inflammation and lung injury. In the case of someone with a good vitamin D level, vitamin D is able to control the release of renin, thus normalizing ACE2 receptor levels and ultimately allowing for better control over the RAS system so that blood pressure, inflammation, and body fluid balance are kept in check, so to speak. It is exactly this that allows better outcomes for the individual with adequate vitamin D versus the individual with low vitamin D. Now that I've laid the groundwork on vitamin D and just how significant a role vitamin D level plays on COVID illness, we're going to jump back to the study. It is a fact that the majority of COVID patients admitted to hospitals have vitamin D blood levels that are low. There have been many studies conducted to date proving this. But what we didn't know from these prior studies is whether or not patients had low vitamin D levels pre-COVID infection or if they had good vitamin D levels pre-infection that lowered as a result of the COVID infection. This particular study specifically analyzed pre-infection vitamin D values compared to D levels after illness. A meta-analysis of two independent sets of data was conducted. One analysis was based on the long-term average vitamin D levels documented for 19 countries. The second analysis was based on 1,601 hospitalized patients, 784 who had their vitamin D levels measured within a day after admission, and 817 whose vitamin D levels were known pre-infection. Both datasets showed a strong correlation between low vitamin D and death caused by COVID. Mortality rates were correlated for age, gender, ethnicity, and diabetes. In other words, these factors were incorporated into the analysis. 
All this leads me to the study's conclusion. Death from COVID-19 infection is strongly dependent on the vitamin D status of a patient. The study very clearly found that a vitamin D level of 50 or greater will save most lives even when there are comorbidities present. In other words, even if someone has a host of other health issues, they will most likely not die of COVID-19 if their vitamin D level is 50 or above. Now, did you really think that I was going to share this incredible study with you without providing some guidance as far as next steps regarding what you need to do to take ownership of your health related to your vitamin D level? First, you must have your vitamin D level checked prior to beginning a replacement regimen. If you've had your level checked within the past six months, you can use that. But here are three options for those of you who need your vitamin D value. One, Contact your provider, and you can do this over my chart, and ask that they order your vitamin D lab. Number two, you may have it done at either of the MWLW clinics for a cost of $90. Or three, go to everlywell.com. This is a home test, and directions are simple. Blood is collected by poking your finger with the included lancet. Then you mail the sample back in a prepaid envelope. The cost is $49 and there is always a coupon code available. I'll include the website link to Everly Well in the episode show notes. Remember, you need to aim for a level of 50 or greater. Every body is different when it comes to how well vitamin D is absorbed. With that said, it's important to commit to checking your vitamin D level every three months while working to increase it. What I take daily to raise my level may take two or three times longer than it does for you to raise yours. Once your level is 50 or greater, you can decrease your dose of vitamin D, but by no more than one quarter or 25% at a time, and never just stop taking it. And again, check three months later to make sure your level remains stable. Per laboratory standards, a vitamin D level of 30 to 100 is considered normal. And FYI, you are not going to overdose on vitamin D, not if you're checking your levels, as I suggest, every three months until they are stable. Get this out of your head, and more importantly, do not let your doctor tell you you're taking too much. If your doctor cared so much, why didn't they care enough to aggressively treat your low vitamin D in the first place? Part of the reason some providers get squirrely about high vitamin D doses on a daily basis is a fear of vitamin D causing an increase in calcium production, which I'll expand on in just a moment. What I can tell you is that I have observed many of our patients' vitamin D levels over the years, and I have seen only one individual with a D level greater than 100. And even the threshold of 100 is questionable, as levels up to 120 are declared to have no adverse effects by the WHO. I'm not telling you you need your level above 100. I'm telling you that you don't need to worry about taking higher doses of vitamin D as long as you're checking every three months and you're taking vitamin K2, MK7, with your vitamin D. Let's talk about just how important K2 MK7 is for those taking greater than 2,500 international units of vitamin D per day, or the high prescriptive dose of 50,000 international units weekly. And seriously, all of you with a vitamin D level under 50 should absolutely be taking at minimum 5,000 IUs per day. K2 MK7, and MK7 is simply the form of vitamin K2 you need to be taking. Other forms of vitamin K just don't cut it. Vitamin D helps your gut absorb more calcium. So what's the problem with this? It's not an issue if calcium is deposited in the right places, your bones and your teeth. 
However, it's a big issue if calcium is deposited in the wrong places, such as our arteries, kidneys in the form of stones, joints as a heel spur, breasts, and heart valves. Accumulation of calcium in the wrong places can be a detriment to your health. Vitamin K2, MK7, ushers calcium to where it should go and not where it shouldn't. Of note is that K2 has even been shown to reverse existing calcification in arteries, kidneys, joints, etc., while also restoring flexibility and elasticity to vessels. In other words, it can reverse existing damage. A quick side note, it is always important that along with your vitamin D and K2 MK7, you are also taking a high-quality multivitamin containing other essential vitamins and minerals. Now to assist you, I put together vitamin D along with K2 MK7 dose recommendations based on your age and current lab value as a reference tool available at both of our clinic locations at your request. I hope you found this study as interesting as I did. Remember, it takes time and it takes commitment on your part to increase your vitamin D level. No one, especially your medical provider, is going to do this for you. You no longer have the excuse of not knowing how freaking important vitamin D is and how crucial it is to elevate your level to above 50. You're going to have to work for it. You have to be proactive. Nobody cares more about your health, nor should they, than you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please share it with friends and consider giving it a five-star review. Until next time, 